Are you ready to be inspired to take some action steps towards your ultimate goal and dream? Well, if you answer yes, we invite you to stay tuned for our inspiring hour with our inspiring guest, Maxwell Ivy, a.k.a. The Blind Blogger. Welcome to the Your Life Now Show, where your life and your business matter. Your host is a certified executive coach and trainer with the passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you manage your life and your business at its best. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to Your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host and executive producer, Coach Rhea. Welcome. So glad you are here. Happy Thursday. It's a beautiful day out here in my neck of the woods out in the East Coast. A quick intro, I am the founder and CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional executive coaching, training, marketing, and PR company. On this show, we try to share a lot of helpful information and tips to help you manage your life and your business at its best. And as you know, this year, our motto is to position yourself and your business for success. So we are continuing with that. A lot of people ask us, what is it that we do at Your Life Now? To put it in a simple term, we are a solution provider company. We provide solutions to small to medium-sized businesses. We customize the solutions that we provide based on your specific needs. We can help you promote your blog, your book. We can promote your local business or business online. We can promote your courses, your seminar, your products and services. We are experts in business management, leadership coaching, sales training, and we partner with experts to provide you with the right solution for your needs. So if we could be of assistance to you, and we love to be of assistance to you, make sure you contact us by going to our website at yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info, and we'll be more than happy to propose a solution for your needs. We have an amazing show for you guys, a really, truly inspiring guest, and we're going to take a short break, and when we'll come back, we'll bring on our amazing guest, Mr. Maxwell Ivy, a.k.a. The Blind Blogger. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for being here. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. listening to your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Rhea Wolke, a.k.a. Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here. Are you ready to be inspired? Are you ready to take action toward your goals and dreams? Well, you are in the right place. Our guest 
Mr. Maxwell Ivy, aka the Blind Blogger, is here to inspire you. So just you know, Max is totally blind business owner. He's a blogger, podcaster, coach, speaker, and soon to be twice self-published author. His primary business was the amusement equipment. It was a family business. But he decided to take a different path. He had a calling to share his inspirational story, to inspire other people, to motivate them, to take action, to deal with obstacles, and to live a successful life. Please help me welcome our amazing guest, Maxwell Ivy. Thank you so much for being here, Max. I hope it's okay for me to call you Max. You said your friend called you Max, so I consider you a friend. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you, Coach. Uh, for, thank you, Ray. I guess I should ask you which way I should what I should call you. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I love that, you know, I get to have the AKA name as, like, my name now. So it's always, like, people see me, it's like, hey, Coach Ria, you know. Or oh, they introduce me as Coach Ria, but you can call me Ria. And you can call me Coach Ria, whatever you like. I like to call you Max because I consider you a friend, so I hope that's okay with you. Oh yeah, that's that's more than okay with me because we've we've exchanged emails and we had a very good uh, phone call the other day. So, <laughs> so definitely you're in my circle of friends now. And, I, and and generally, if somebody calls me Maxwell, I, I'm just trying to decide. Like uh, be formal. <laughs> <laughs> right, you have I'm to put to on decide, did I do, did I, did I do something wrong, or do they think, yeah, right? you know, they think I owe them money? Uh, or are they fixing to try to sell me a timeshare? You know, something along those lines if they call me anything but Max or, or the Blind Blogger or Mr. Midway. So, Well, we like to recognize you for, for all your effort, for all that you do. It is really, truly inspiring, you know, to read about you, to see what you do. And I am honored to have you on the show. So thank you for requesting to be on the show. We really love that. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you having me on here. Uh, most people that do shows like this are not doing it for the money or for recognition. They're doing it because they have a passion to to give people like me an opportunity to share their stories and inspire and motivate other people. So I really appreciate you having the show and putting all the hard work in that goes into doing this every week. Well, I appreciate you recognize that. I really do. Thank you so much. So that we have complimented each other. <laughs> this is great stuff here, which is the, the inspiring story. Your story is not one, many stories of, of um, inspiration and uh, that we going to be learning from. And I know a lot of people are going to be taking a lot of great things from you today. And I'm really excited about that. So um, let's get back into the, you know, we always, you know, try to start from, the, from where you are right now. You know, so you found a way to, I know your friend had persuaded you to really go into a different direction and, and try to share your story so you can inspire others and you can do a difference. And I can see you doing a lot of great stuff. And I, I looked at a lot of the information, a lot of the things that you're doing. And it truly is. And inspire, you know, inspiring. You are an inspiring person, and I'm. It's 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 truly just hard to find the right word to say it. But with that being said, so you started with a family business, and uh, um, you you know that was your passion. You're still doing it, right? You're still part of the business. Well, when my family had the business, we actually had a traveling carnival where we went from town to town about 40, 45 weeks out of the year. 
And now my role in that business is helping people sell their new and used equipment. So I'm still in the business just in a different way that allows me to use all those years I spent uh, gaining experience in a way that uh, is more helpful for me, a way that's something that's my own that I can have a passion for. And, you know, that's the, for uh, up until I started the coaching, it was the thing that I was, when I woke up in the morning, it was the first thing I thought of. And when I went to bed, I went to bed thinking, what can I do to make this even better tomorrow? So uh, you know, it was a great outlet at a time in my life when I'm like, okay, I'm no longer a carnival owner. What do I do and who am I? And while I never played any organized sports, I can, I think I can understand what some of these ball players go through when they get into their 20s or 30s or 40s or when they've had a catastrophic injury and they're like, my whole life up till then, up till here has been being a football player. Now what do I do? So, what do I do? Uh, right. So, so let's so back up a people- little bit. I'm sorry, Mac. I'm, I'm, uh, I just wanted to go back to when did you actually stop um, being like really uh, the family business? Like how, how old were you when you left the family business or the business practically, you know, doesn't exist after the death of your father. How old were you? Okay. Uh, my father died in 2003, and we kept the carnival going on our own until 2006. Oh, okay. And so that's recent. Then we, then we joined up with my uncle's carnival for uh, – my mom and my brother were there for, I think, four years, but I was there for a couple of years, so say 2008. And during that time, I was trying to help people sell amusement equipment. I was trying to run a website from the road using a a Sprint data card and uh, sometimes going into a local restaurant using their Wi-Fi. So that was fun. It was more fun than I wanted at the time as far as trying to run an online business from from a travel trailer. But, you know, did that for a couple years, and then I finally convinced the family, hey, this isn't where I want to be or where I need to be, and... I think I would be doing myself a whole lot better if, if I just went and stayed at the house and concentrated on this full time. And it actually took a few months before they before they agreed with me because to them I was quitting. To me, I was just accepting that this was gone and that if I really wanted my new business to be something, I needed to put my complete and total effort into it. And I couldn't do that in a situation where a couple of days a week, you might not have power, sewer, or internet. Um, on the days that you had to move from one town to the next town, you pretty much lost that day altogether. So, you know, there's a lot of time lost uh, that I could have been spending on something that would have a future for me. And it took me a while to convince the rest of the family, but they finally did accept that. And I, I say in 2008, at the end of that season, I came home and dedicated myself full-time to that, and they went on operating a food trailer for another two or three or four years before uh, they left the road as well. So what was it like? What was it like growing up and and into the business? And, and, you know, obviously this business shaped you as a business owner, as an entrepreneur yourself right now, right? Oh, yeah. I like to tell people that – whether it's a, in my case, it was a carnival, but for anybody that grows up in a family that owns a small business, um, it, it will teach you a, a lot of valuable lessons that you can use in any business or in any activity, goal, whatever it is that you want to do. Because, you know, um, 
when we had a carnival, we had one goal, and that was to get open on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday night. Uh, nobody cares if how you get there. Uh, they don't award style points for for doing it with you know with, with, and you know if they're not looking for you to be pretty they're only looking for you to be safe and to get there and get open because if you're not open you're not making money for the local charity that sponsored the event in the first place so right you get really you get really good at finding ways to get things done when you don't have all the resources talents or skills that you want. Um, I, a friend of mine, David Ray, who hosts the show, told me that, in his opinion, 20 years in the carnival industry is like a Ph.D. Uh, uh, program in hustle and muscle. And I told him, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're mostly right. <laughs> I told him, yeah, you're mostly right, but you got to throw in creative problem solving or something like that to add to it because, um, you know, they're – uh, my my dad used to used to say something to me all the time. If, when when we would get to the next town and uh, we would have to have you know done something unusual to get there, like me and him once went out and delivered a 700 pound bounce house by ourselves. And when the day was over, we loaded that thing back on the truck and got back to the to the next to the lot where the rest of the rides were set up. And people ask us, how did y'all do that? And my dad just turned and looked at him and said. We didn't have a choice. Hmm. You know, it wasn't like we had the option of leaving the moonwalk there or coming back and getting help and driving back and picking it up. We had to figure out a way to get that behemoth back onto the flatbed truck that we brought it down there with. And with a with a four-by-eight piece of plywood and two pieces of strong rope and me and him lifting with everything we had, we got it close enough to on the truck where the DPS man didn't stop us going home with it. Interesting. So, I mean, obviously, you know, when, when you hands-on, you're, you know, in business, you know, I, I, I come from a different, you know, background, but, you know, I do have a, my master in uh, um, business management and marketing. And, uh, uh, but, you know, I, I went to a different route, but now I'm really focusing back on, you know, helping like small and entrepreneurs and, you know, coming up, you know, people who really want to make their footprints in, you know, in the world, helping them, you know, achieve that, their goal in their business and stuff like that. So it's been really rewarding for me. But to see somebody, you know, so I, I you know, I, I can relate to, you know, because I, don't, I never, you know, grew up. My dad had a business, but it's, uh, he still have it, but it's, it's in uh, like the uh, um, industry of, of fashion and clothing and all the stuff. So it wasn't something I wanted to follow that footstep, but he told me not to because he sent me to business school and that's the rest of the story. So I can really appreciate 20 years, you know, being in a family-owned business. And, and, and see it hands-on and being involved in the day in and day out, you know, um, thing, it must have been really outstanding, you know, things to, to learn from, right? Yeah, and, and my dad did try to talk us out of going into the business. He didn't want any of us in this business. Um, he, he, likes to, he used to say it's the, it's the hardest way he could think of to make a living. So, right. And, and this is a guy at different times in his life who worked on barges, he did construction work, and who even acted in a couple of B movies. So he tried quite a few things before he settled on being a carnival person. And he used to say this was the hardest way to make a living. And I honestly don't think he would have stayed in the business if it weren't for the fact that my mom, his wife, 
was from a family of carnival owners, and I like to say that in the amusement industry, you're either born into it or you're married into it. And you know, in in his case, I think he would have would have probably found some other way of making a living if it hadn't been for the family connection. But uh, he did try to talk us out of it. But you know, some kids grow up, all they ever want to do is what their dad did, and that's what the kind of kid I was. Um, and I honestly think that if the carnival were still going, I wouldn't be doing any of the stuff that I'm doing now. I've, I might have started a website, but it would have been to promote the, the carnival bookings. It wouldn't have been to sell equipment. And I might have started a blog, but it wouldn't have been uh, sharing my personal experiences because there's no real uh, benefit in the amusement business to be that open with your, your feelings and your experiences. And but you can also I, offer like business advice, you know, for that matter, because you know how to run the business. Or well, that's true. Mm. I mean, I that's would assume, that's That's one of the new areas that I've actually been looking into is because I'm starting to get calls on the Midway Marketplace from people who are starting or who are building amusement-based businesses, but who didn't uh, who didn't grow up in the industry, and they're looking for somebody who will give them objective advice and so uh yes i'm really starting to notice that my coaching is starting to be a it's the lines between one business and the other business are really starting to blur the more that i do this the more i realize that the 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 same skills i use in one in one side can benefit the people that i work with on the other so have you reached like a focus area? Because I know I see you. I mean, obviously you have so much talent and, and sometimes it's really hard to kind of pinpoint to, to exactly what is it that you want to, you know, do more of. But before we get to that answer, I'm going to get back and ask you that question again. What do you think inspired you to be who you are? I mean, you know, having a physical difficulty, you know, like, I mean, I, I read some of the stuff that you, you, um, you mentioned about how your friends have persuaded you to, to, um, to really share your stories so that you can inspire people because there's a lot of people and I totally agree. And this is no uh, offense to anybody. Please, you know, take it as, you know, uh, just something that we, we just wanted to share so you can learn from it. Um, is the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people who don't have any, any disability or they don't have any issues. And yet, they are not taking action. They are sitting in that box or whatever they call it, you know, assuming that everything can come to them. And, and uh, um, it, it, you know, what do you say? Like, how do you, like, you know what I mean? Like, what inspired you? Like, I, I, I you know, being, having that, diff- you know, the, the disability that you have, whatever it is, but in your case, being totally blind. You know, you, you've helped with your family business. Now you, you run multiple, you know, um, businesses and you inspire people and you write and you, you're about to publish your second, you know, book. And, and just that itself has to have some kind of root of inspiration. So what was that for you? You know, I, I wish I could give you one specific inst- instance that would say that's uh, that's why I but do what do you this, feel? Think, Just say whatever you feel. What do you think? Well, you would... well you know, I, I grew up with, I grew up in a, you know, I grew up with a, in a, in a large extended family with lots of people who would tell you that there's, there's nothing you can't do if you want it bad enough. Uh, I grew up with people who told me that I was smart, that I was intelligent, that I was, nice. uh, 
You know, I also grew up in a family that wasn't shy about telling me that I was fat, but that wasn't that I was was ugly or uh, or lazy or any of those things. It just, you know, was one of the one of the attributes to me at, at, at an earlier age. But I grew up around a lot of hardworking people who generally didn't take no for an answer, who didn't who didn't quit when things got hard, who, you know, were always looking for some sort of uh, new adventure or new challenge. You know, at the, at the end of a carnival season, the, 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 after you take a week or two off to, to rest up, the first thing you think about is, what are we going to add to the Midway next year? What new bookings can we get? How can we advertise the ones we already have to make more money for them? So I've always been around people who were forward-thinking and were more worried about the cur- the present and the future than they were about the past. Now, don't get me wrong. In the carnival business, we we tell stories. You know, we call them jackpots, but we tell stories so from the cool. past. They're generally though they're t- they're generally told for one or two purposes, either as a cautionary tale, or as a form of entertainment to uh, prevent boredom when you're getting when you're getting rained out or when you're on a midway where there should be people and there aren't any people. So, right. But if, but for the most part, I grew up with, you know, grandmother, aunts, uncles, cousins, nice. a, a lot of, a lot of positive people and a lot of competition. A lot of, a lot of my kid is doing this. What did your kid do? You know, so a lot of that too. <laughs> and, and so, you know, so growing up in, in that kind of a family, in kind of a closed, uh, because, you know, with the exception of, of school time, most everybody I grew up with either was in the business or their family was in the business or their family used to be in the business. I've got out of, uh, there were six brothers and sisters on my mom's side of the family. Out of those six brothers and sisters, there's only one that has never done any work in the amusement business. He owns a survey company here in Houston. Mm. And honestly, he's the most successful one of the entire family. Um, of my other relatives, I have one that still operates the carnival, and he's he's kind of like the last man standing. He, right. ha, he his carnival though has about thirty rides now, and some of them are very some of them are pretty new. You know, he he has several pieces that cost uh, over one hundred and fifty or over two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So he's built the business up. His kids, grandkids, and he's even got a great grandkid now that they're raising up to 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 be in the business. But he's like I say, he's like he's the last guy standing. Um, but I think a lot of that you know between growing up in that in a in a good family and growing up in a family that runs a business, especially in a in a tight knit community like the carnival business is and and was, I think a lot of that contributed contributed to who I am now. So I focus more on the present and the future than the past, and sometimes I have been told because of that I don't get angry when I should or as angry as I ought to and I forgive people quicker than I should is are two of the most common criticisms I get from people who have known me a long time if there are any criticisms that's the and usually the one thing that sticks out to them they're like Max you should have got mad at them people why didn't you but my dad raised me you know he goes he, you know I'm I'm six foot four uh, most of my wow, life, I've been over you. three over three hundred pounds. So when I was growing up, I was raised, you know, Max, you can't fight with the little kids; you'll hurt them. So that kind of, you know, leads into this whole attitude of, 
you really shouldn't get angry and, and yell and throw things unless you have a really, really good reason. So that's why I'm not really quick to ang- get angry. I'm also really quick to, for- to forgive people and move on. That's awesome. And uh, so I think you that had, has a- you know, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you had an amazing, you know, um, family that supported you. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I always say, you know, sometimes it's hard to actually believe that, but, you know, um, that God doesn't give us anything that we cannot handle is the fact that you, it compensates, you know, for some of the, the difficulties that you have, right? Um, being blind, that you have somebody who support you and somebody to tell you all you, always you are strong, you are this. But what would you say to people who don't have the people who support them, people who tell them that you are ought to be nobody and they negative and they constantly, you know, putting them down and, and, and they really trying to do something with their life. What do you tell these people? What are they supposed to do? Go out and get new friends. <laughs> what about family? And... You're born into your family. You can't, you can't get rid of your family. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that. I know that. With your family, you're stuck with them. But um, just because you, you're related to them, and in my case, I live with them. That doesn't mean that you have to be with them uh, every minute of the day. And, and it also means that you can. there are things you can do. Here's, here's the, the best example I have, and uh, I've keep hoping I'm going to come up with another example because I kind of get tired of telling the same story over and over again. But uh, I live with my, with my mom, my younger brother, his son, and our crazy dog, Penny. My <laughs> brother, Patrick, is a very passionate person. He gets angry, he yells, he screams, he cusses, okay? Uh, when we first started living together, he did that a whole lot more. He was also very negative in the way he talked about himself and to himself and to other people in the family. Right. But I have let him know that I'm a positive person. I'm an optimistic person. I don't talk to myself negatively, and I don't accept being around anybody else who does that. So what's happened is, is over the years, he has spent, he, he has either spent, he's either went into other places of the house, or he's changed his behavior around me because he knows I'm not going to put up with that garbage. Uh, if he wants to, if he wants to talk, you know, if he wants to use words like stupid, uh, you know, can't, uh, you're a failure, if he wants to talk really negative, he knows he can't do it in front of me because I will tell him to go to the other room, I'll close the door, I'll put on my headphones, I'll go outside because, you know, I've made it clear that that I'm not going to allow that into my mind and my ears. I like to say there's only so much water in the well, and... I can't spend a whole bunch of that water trying to uh, trying to overcome this guy who's who's draining all of that out of me by being negative in my presence all the time. So he has. Uh, That's amazing really though, what you just said, though, Max. Um, the fact that you know you did grow up with family, you know your parents, and and you know supported you, and they told you positive things, and they they give you the positive feedback, and 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 look at you now. But what is amazing is the fact that you, your brother, like you have somebody who grew up in the same family who is negative. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say here, we can use that as an excuse, <laughs> right? Or we can yeah. just say, you know, that while I refuse to allow that to be part of my life because that's not who I am. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certified self-talk trainer. I, I, I really, if you know Dr. Shad Homesteader, he uh, um, he really believed that you know um, what we have built 
up to the age that we are, you know, it's 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 that's how we operate. We operate from everything that we believe about ourselves. So like even though the kid the, the children who are live, you know, the same household, you know, you got one that is like so uplifting and, 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 and positive and you got somebody who is negative and, and, and uh, really not don't do well in life or whatever, you know. But then what differentiate the two? It's the fact that you decided in your life at some point in your life, regardless of the fact that you did get the positive feedback, that you want to be in control of your own life. You can decide what you can accept and what you don't want to accept. And you can try to reprogram your mind based on what you want for yourself. And I think that's why I find it to be, and I've been in the business for quite a while, and one of the things that I can tell you, the, more, the hardest thing for most people is really knowing what they want. Right. And I know, you know, I was reading some of the things that you were talking about, like helping people, you know, taking action steps to their goals and dreams and helping them find their passion and their want. And that's really the problem. Right. I mean, I, I find it to be not really the problem. I want to I, I really try to focus on just sharing positive stuff here. So let's just rewind that word and take it out the equation here. What I meant by here is we really need to focus on the positive. We need to focus on what is it that works for us in our life. And that's what I say a lot of time on the show if you listen to the, you know, I always say take what's what's, um, useful for you and question everything. Question everything because it is your life, you know. I think, you know, we don't know if there is another lifetime or whatever, but in this lifetime, what are we willing to do to live our life to its fullest? Yeah, yeah. I, I I like to say to people who ask me, you know, they go back. Is it easy to be positive and to to find the good in people? And I tell them, no, it's not easy to do it. It's something anybody can do with practice. But I say, here's the keys. First off, you have to decide that there's something positive happening, whether it be a person you're going to meet, an event that's going to happen, or a situation you're going to be in. You have to decide that there's something good there, and then you have to look for it. Because think about it. If you lose the remote to your TV in your living room, you know it's in the living room somewhere. And you're going to methodically look through the room until you find it or until somebody else finds it or right. until you decide or until you decide to get up and change the channel manually. But you know it's there somewhere, so you look. And I think a lot of people get the idea of deciding to be positive, of deciding to be happy, <laughs> but then they don't make that next step of, okay, I've decided I'm happy. Now I'm going to go look for it, and I'm going to go find it. And that's that's the hard part, because some days it's really hard to find that one little half ray of sunshine and all that gloom and doom that's out there in your world that particular at that particular moment. So, well, that's because we do it in the wrong way, because we're looking for the outside for that happy moment. I think what we really can, I mean, I, I, you know, it doesn't matter how difficult of a childhood, you know, some people might have. There's always got to be that one moment in your life that it was a it was a happy moment and I think the more we reach for those happy moments for those happy memories you know and we tap into them the more we actually you know bring to ourselves more happy moments we should we find ourselves because I mean a lot of time I practice this my you know even on myself you know when I find myself I'm I mean we're all human right so you know that's that's part of being human we are not perfect so we all go through emotions, and, and you know, the, the emotions are the two main emotions are love and fear. 
and depends on where we are, you know, we can tip the scale, right? So if we're constantly afraid of everything and we constantly worry about everything and we're constantly negative and we're constantly processing things that doesn't even exist except things that we put in our mind, we, we tend to, you know, tip over to the, to the scale of fear, right? Because fear, you know what fear, there's a necessary fear that prevents you from hitting yourself, getting hit by a car, or jumping off the plane, I mean, off the plane, off the, the cliff, I don't know if anybody was trying. well, yeah, I mean, I did a, you know, skydiving, but, you know, I guess that would work. But you know what I'm talking about here. What I'm saying here is, is we look for the wrong place for those for that feeling, because when I feel I'm off, I honestly, I don't try to do anything except to try to be quiet. I try to be quiet, and I try to just like, you know, whether it's, you can meditate in any form. I mean, I think people, some people are not open to the idea of meditation, but meditation is basically just quieting your mind, because there's so much chatter. I mean, research has showed that we think thoughts today, and we rethink those thoughts the following day, and we add to them. So what happened to our brain? Now, you've got all the crap that was already built, I mean, not your, you know, you know I'm talking about, you know, hypothetically speaking, and we keep adding to it. So where do you find joy in things that you know they were not joy? You've got to find that there is in the gap. I, I remember, the, you know, one of my idol, um, God bless his soul, Dr. Wayne Dyer, you know, he had wrote a book, Getting Into the Gap. And basically, what does it mean, getting into the gap? It's like finding that gap in your mind where there is nothing, it's just silent, there is nothing, and it does exist, and just find a place where you can just be with you, because sometimes, I mean, honestly, I, I always wonder, like, we all human, right, we all doing our best, but there is certain things, and if you're really trying to find happiness through people, and through things, and through things, you might have a hard time, I think you have to be happy with yourself first. I think you have to find that joy in you first before you can go out there and, and spread that joy. I, I mean, this is my, uh, you know, my feedback and, you know, and a lot of it based on research. So it's not like something that, you know, just we make it up. But do you, I mean, I don't know, do you agree on that? Do you feel like, you know, most of us, we look in, the, in, in things from in the wrong places and we look at outside of us? Well, I think that you know, I agree with you. You do have to get to where you are, where you like, and you're happy with yourself. I was talking about how you address the positive and negative things that happen during an everyday life. Um, you know, you were talking about what memories people focus on and whether they're no, no, no. But that's happy, exactly happy. no. Let let me let me explain exactly what I'm actually trying to say here. It's just related to exactly what you said. You know, negative people are going to exist, but if you're going to try to find something like, well, you know, you can't be, you know, you can't like everybody, right? And you can't no. be happy with everybody because some people are just refuse to be happy people. So why would you want to hang out with them to begin with? We talked about that earlier. But when you are happy with yourself, those other people don't matter. Those other people don't matter. So even if you are with a family who are negative and they're constantly saying things, but you know, you build yourself from the inside out. When you are in a position to be with negative people, that's not going to matter anymore because you know that's not going to affect you. That's so true. Yeah. Um, it comes so, from knowing, um, knowing yourself and knowing what you, will, what you will accept or not accept from others that, that you're around. And, and I, while I didn't mean to be, be flipping about it earlier when I said get new friends. No, no, um, that's not a provoking show. We just, you know, we don't have to the, agree to disagree, the, you know. <laughs> yeah, but the, 
but the but the point is, is is in addition to how you handle the negative people in your life, there are a lot of people out there who are who are uh, more than more than willing to be your your friends, your acquaintances, your mentors, your coaches, who are just waiting to meet you if you will uh, put yourself out there and yeah. let people know that you have decided you're going to be a, a different, better version of yourself, that you're going to be happy with yourself and you want to surround yourself with others who have that same opinion of themselves, then you start attracting a whole new group of friends and you start uh, you start actually the people who you don't get along with, who you don't care for, sometimes you'll even notice them wanting to spend less time with you. So right. uh, it, it all starts with, 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 like you said, knowing who you are and knowing that you're going to be a positive person and knowing what you'll take, accept, and what you won't accept in your, your thoughts, your so words, your surroundings. we are on the same page, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we definitely on the same page. I really like that because that's truly, I mean, you know, uh, like I said, I mean, you, you, you know, you, you are surrounding, you live in a, in a society and you contribute into that society and you have to contribute in a positive way because that's going to help you, you know, surround yourself, like you said, with positive people because the more you are, you know, positive, the, the stronger, you know, on the inside you are, the better you are, not only for yourself, but for everybody else around you. Because, you know, some people who cannot get on board, they're just going to, like you said, they just don't want to be your friend anyway. So might as well just not deal with them, you know. So because that's, they made the decision because they felt like, well, you know, they can't rub me or rub that on me or whatever they say. But my point is, like you said, we are on the same page, is that you need to strengthen yourself. You need to work on yourself first, you know, in order for you to be an effective, you know, um, person in, in the society and, and not allowing, you know, negativity and negative people to affect how you feel or how you behave or how you react or everything. Because let's face it, most of the things that happen, it's really because of how we react to them, Right. You know, because we don't really process things. Instead of processing things, we just react to them. And we react to them because we tap into information that has been, you know, I call them programs, and they call program in science, you know, brain programs. I always refer to them as like a computer program. If they're not working, if your, if your programs are crashing, what happens? Your computer is going to crash. And that's exactly what happened to us as a human. So if we don't keep our program sharp and, and, and uh, you know, and up to date and, 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 and positive and working, operating really well, you know, our life is not going to be the, the way that we want it to be. So, I mean, I think a lot of time we really should, you know, take a look at ourselves first, you know, I guess um, not without judgment, without blaming ourselves. It's just the question, you know, I'm constantly always, I always say, I love that you, you had that because that was just actually, I have a group on Facebook called Just Ask, but, you know, just ask. I mean, a lot of time, if, if you don't ask, we always know the answer, right? It's always no. But if you ask, you know, you might get, like, some, some explanation. You might get, like, some information. You might be able to get that yes. You might be able, you know, but just ask. Get asked. The more you ask, the better you are. You know, there's so much to cover here, and the time is flying. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, um, we're going to dig right into your um, your projects and what you're working on and uh we'll see maybe we we'll get you to sing for us <laughs> i heard you like to sing so <laughs> we'll yeah, be that's right true. that's true and, and i enjoy being asked to sing too okay so stay tuned maybe you want to get some water we'll be right back <laughs> take care your life now radio show with coach ria will return in just a few moments 
Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host and executive producer, Coach Ria. Thanks again for being here and thanks for listening. We are so excited here to have our guest, Max. Again, Max, I hope that's okay. I'm calling you Max Ivy, a.k.a. the Blind Blogger. So Max is an inspirational and motivational personal coach who runs a business broker, Carnival Rise, and amusement equipment. He's native Texan. He loves to sing and spend some time with his dog. Gray Mation, is that what's right? His name is Penny. And uh, so welcome. Thank you so much for being here, Max. Well, thanks. I've been enjoying uh, sitting here on my porch and having a great conversation with you, and I hope the listeners are, are <laughs> well, being inspired. Yeah, because honestly, Max, the show is never scripted. Um, I uh, have your information, obviously, but we like to have a conversation. I mean, sometimes it's thought-provoking, and we did, you know, get into that a little bit before the break. Um, it's not about agreeing and disagreeing. It's just about, like, you know, sharing some of the information, and you have so much to share and to inspire people that I would be inspired by you. So I, I really am honored to have you on the show, so thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much. Uh-huh. I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to respond I wanted to respond to something you were talking about just before the break you were talking about how you have a Facebook group called Just Ask. Uh-huh. Um well one of the things my dad always told me was if uh if you don't ask they can't say yes. And so that's actually on the back of my business cards and it's one of my primary nice. beliefs and uh one of the things I notice is that a lot of people don't want to ask because they're afraid of being told no or they're afraid of finding out the answer. Or uh, if they ask for help, then they're obligated to take the, the help they get and actually do something with it. But what I tell people to do is to put the whole idea of asking on the, in the other frame of mind. Instead of thinking of yourself, think of the other person. Because here's what I like to think about when I think of asking, is that if you don't ask, then you're robbing the other person of the joy that comes from helping another human being who can do nothing for them but Beautiful. say thank you. Beautiful. So that's one point I wanted to make sure that I didn't forget to make because it's one thing I really believe in. And I think if people started thinking of it less of I'll be I'll look stupid or unprofessional by asking instead of thinking, well, there's a person who's got lots of knowledge and experience and been doing something for a long period of time, they would probably like me to ask them for some help and get the opportunity to share their wisdom and experiences. So if you turn it around and take – and take the point of view of less you and more the other person, then it becomes a whole lot easier to ask to ask for help, to ask for instruction, education, whatever. Exactly. True. So true. I mean, that's one of the things that I always say. I mean, like information comes after the word ask, right? So if you want information, you need to ask. I mean, that's like it's the simplest way to put it. You know, whatever it is that you're looking for, it starts with a question. Even for yourself. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of journaling. I, I teach it. I try to, you know, make sure people practice it because it's very powerful. You blog, you know, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, the, 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 everything starts with, you know, questioning things and questioning what you're saying and then write it down. Write it down. And then see, you know, what, you know, if you don't want to say it out loud to somebody, write it down. And then notice the answer comes to you. I mean, that's one of the things that I notice about asking questions. Even when we don't really want to look for the answer, just the fact that we did part of, you know, just by asking, the, the answer will come. So just ask. 
That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's really simple to put it. I love what you said. You said the secret to success is not worrying about what you don't know or what you can't do. Nobody knows what they are doing when they start. So some just learn faster. Never be afraid to ask because if you don't ask, they cannot say yes. And that's what your dad says, right? Or that's you. Yeah, that's that's one of the things he taught me back when I was back before the internet. When if you wanted to, to if you wanted to book a contract, you had to call dozens, if not hundreds, of people on the phone and ask them if they wanted to have your carnival. And, and you know, after a while, you get a little disgusted about of being told no. And I like to say I've been told every possible way a human being can say it. I've even right. been told that I've even had people ask me why I was even calling them because they would never lower themselves to have a carnival at their event. So, uh, so that's, that's where that comes from is, you know, on the 20th or 30th call of a day, he would remind me of that. And he also said making mistakes isn't the worst thing that can happen. Being afraid to make them is. Don't let fear keep you from your destiny. We talked about fear, right? So stop making excuses. Start taking action. If a blind person cannot can do it, then why can't you? Great question. I mean, seriously, what what would anybody say to that? If you can do it, right? Tell us yeah. more. Tell tell us yeah. more. Like, and what drives you every day? Like, what makes you like when you get up in the morning? What makes Max just say, you know what? Today I'm gonna write a blog and I'm gonna teach somebody about something that really can be a very beneficial. To somebody, to someone. Because right now, like even though we have millions of listeners now, we always talk to that one person out there who really resonates. The information that we share on the show resonates with that one person. Because if it does reach even one person, you did good. So tell me what, what makes Max, you know. Well, when it, when it comes to my blog posts, I, I believe that, you know, the best blog posts come from your life experiences. If you're paying attention, there's something just about every day that you could write about. You don't always share what happened every day, but I believe that I can come up with something at least once a week where uh, the, where you know, what happened in my daily life has a, has a message in it for me and for anybody else that's, that's uh, listening to what happened and, and what the lesson I got out of it was. Over the last couple of months, I have uh, been dealing with having the shingles, which was a for the first month, I don't know that I was – really in my right mind for at least half of that month because of the medicine they gave me for it. But I'm starting to get my, my energy back and I'm starting to Good. blog more often. But even even when I wasn't feeling 100%, I still sent out the pitch emails for future shows. I still wrote a, uh, a couple of blog posts about shows I had been on. You know, I did things that I knew would would have to be done if I wanted to continue my momentum forward and things that I enjoy doing. And I really do enjoy having these conversations and sharing my experiences with people and hopefully inspiring them to do more and take action. So, you know, not, not sending out emails to people like you was one of the things I had to do even when I didn't feel like it. And you remember our last conversation, well, not last, I mean, the, the, the conversation we had before the show, what, what, what I said to you, because I love your determination. I mean, you know, we are fortunate that we have a lot of requests um, from guests to be on the show, and, and we really appreciate that. But, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's kind of tough to accommodate everybody. Um, so we try to get to it as much as, you know, we can. And, and I kept seeing that email 
from the blind blogger. I got like, I got to reach out there. I'm like, I felt, you, you know, I mean, because you know what? Because you had a message and you want to share in the world. And uh, to me, that was, you know, an amazing thing. And you know what I said to you, right? that I really had to reach out to you and I apologize for not, you know, um, reaching out to you earlier. So I'm really glad that you're here. So your routine starts with what? Can you give us like a run like through your day? You know, what is it that you do, you know, as, as far as, you know, getting your, yourself situated, putting that business hat on, putting that coach hat on? What, what does Max do? Well, I start off with coffee and checking my email and then I basically look and see what is is uh is moving the rest of my day. As you mentioned I have more than one business so it's a it comes down to deciding what is uh what is important or what is urgent priority. and what's mm-hmm. you know, the prioritization of for both businesses and I'm actually having to get better at scheduling. I may even break down and start using the the uh, calendar program on my on my on my iPhone instead of just instead of just writing my appointments down because it's between the radio shows and the coaching and working on the book and the blogging and all I'm having to I'm having to schedule a lot more than I have in the past and I'll be the first to admit that when it comes to making to do lists I'm horrible at that I make them in my head but I don't write them down which is a bad thing if you're going to make a to do list. Um, I really need to I'm I'm gradually getting better at organizing my daily schedule but you know, even to now, it's uh, it is kind of fluid. Um, it depends on who I have appointments with on a particular day, and very few of my activities are on the same day and same time every week. I currently have three appointments on my calendar, where I know that I can't schedule anything else at those times because every week at that time I have a call. So. Uh, and that's yeah. that's also rewarding. You know, when you start to realize that your calendar's starting to get booked up, you're like. That's not such a bad thing to have to figure out a new app and try to try to get better at, uh, at scheduling and planning and things like that. You know what I find it to be helpful, and I, I actually always suggest it to um, you know to clients and others, um, friends. You know, it's 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 really to have your calendar sync with everything. You know, so if you use it in an iPhone or smartphone, whatever, you can have your calendar on your phone sync with your Outlook or your your whatever you know other calendars that you have on your desktop or on your laptop or whatever you use, you know, on your PC, your Mac, and 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 just have it, that reminder. And one of the other things that I I'm really really not big fan of to do list by the way, you know, so you're talking to somebody who's been coaching and training people for years. So one of the things that really, I think most of us that I find it to be helpful is to do a priority list, to get your list a really priority and to arrange it based on its priority. So that way, you know, when you, when we schedule things, I put everything, everything on my, my calendar, FYI, just everything, like my personal things, my business, everything. Of course, the, the stuff that I share with clients and everything is, is, you, you have to allocate, right? So you allocate, I don't know if you use Outlook or anything like that, but you allocate your calendar. This is personal. This is, you know, um, whatever. But it's still the same calendar. You follow me? So that way, you know, everything is on there. But then you also create that list. I mean, you know, you, you write a blog. So I'm sure, you know, doing, I, I think it's just a matter of habits. I find it to be really easy to write things down, even on paper, you know, for me. Um, and then look at that list and then transfer it to my calendar. So that way everything is on there 
and then there's no, you know, way of, of missing an appointment or, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, there's no room. There's always sometime like, you know, <laughs> where you, you miss something, right? But it, it doesn't happen if you just constantly like, you know, train yourself to check your, your calendar first thing in the morning. I don't check my email first thing in the morning, FYI. Um, I, I do allocate email checking to certain time. Um, I do have, which is, makes it really hard because I have multiple emails. And, uh, um, you know, one for my business, one for the radio, one for this and one for, you know what I mean? And, and it's just like, you know, I try to bring them all together. It sounds complicated, yeah. but when you try to put them all under one umbrella, it seems to be manageable. Yeah, well, you know, I, I agree with you. I personally think that my answering email first thing in the day is a bad strategy. It's not something I would do except for the fact that, uh, you know, on my midway, the midway side of my business, I have clients that are in many, in much different time zones from me. And so, so in certain cases, I can be a half a day or a day behind them before I even get started. So I feel like it would be a disservice to those clients to say, okay, I'm not going to check my email till 10 o'clock or I'm not going to check it till noon, knowing that these people are 12 hours ahead or behind me and that they're sitting there or they may be sitting there waiting to hear my response or waiting to hear the person on the other side of the sales response. And they're not going to do that if I put off my, my email. But what I, what I, what I really like to do is, after I checked the email for the first time, I actually closed the email program so I can't even hear that stupid bell that tells me I've got I an know, email. I know, ride the notification. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I go annoying. ride my bike. I know. <laughs> I know I hate that. And then I go ride my bike for 30 minutes and listen to listen to an audio book while I'm, while I'm riding the bike or walking Bye. on the treadmill. I go get my 30 minutes of exercise in, and then I go and see what else has happened. And, um, during the day, I have to eat four to five times a day, eat eat small meals when you've had gastric surgery. So, uh, you know, taking the time out to eat the meals as I'm going through the day is, is, is always in there. I find that I am better at scheduling stuff that keeps me healthy than I am stuff that makes me money. And that's probably not – that can be a good thing or a bad thing depending on who you ask. But, well, it depends on what you prioritize. You know, I mean, if you prioritize to stay healthy, then that's what you go for. If you prioritize to make money, then you, you know, so, it, I, I mean, again, I, so I, you know, I mentioned the priority things. It's like based on what you want to, you know, what you want. It's you. you right. Know? So you make things right. whatever well, works for you. But you are, right. my friend, I want to tell because the time is flying. So we're going to try to cover some couple things here and uh, um, we have to bring you back on the air because, you know, a lot of stuff we didn't, we didn't get to. But, you lost 250 pounds. Is that true? Yep. Yep. I lost uh, over 250 pounds. I had gastric surgery. I changed my diet. Started exercising more. I started. I started meditation, and I talk about all of this in my new book. It's not the cookie. It's the bag, where I share the lessons that I've learned, things that doctors and nutritionists taught me, and things that I've learned from having to live in, a, in an actual real family with my new body and I think it's a good book and one of the things that's in there that I think you'll enjoy when I when I remember to send it to you um yeah, is the okay. chapter on the chapter uh-huh. on modern meditation because I I agree with you uh meditation is just about getting uh centered focusing on your breathing yeah. and listening to your mind and your body right. but so but a lot of people don't meditate because they have the wrong impression of meditation they think they have to have an altar they have to chant I you know, they know, think there's right? ritualizations of 
And and my whole thing about modern meditation is there's so many activities during the course of your day that if you'll let them, will distract you from the rest of the world and give you 30 seconds or five minutes or 15 minutes where you can focus on your breathing and shut out the noise and think about what it is you who it is you are and what what it is you really want to be doing next. And one of my favorites, I know you people hear me talk about Penny all the time. I used to hate when Penny would interrupt me while I was working, wanting to be petted. Now when she does it, I go, okay, time out. I'm going to meditate while I scratch her the places that she can't reach. See, you can incorporate your activity. That's what I love about modern. I mean, honestly, I think most people, they really miss an out on some a great practice because they think they have to be sitting in a yoga position. They have to be, you know, doing all this other stuff that you mentioned. You can incorporate meditation in everything. You can incorporate it while you're walking. You can incorporate it even while you're driving. You don't even have to close your eyes. Just center yourself into something. I, you know what I've noticed, uh, uh, Matt? Because I've been doing this for quite a while as far as, like, you know, getting into that trans, you know, whatever state or, or, or meditate. And I find it to be rewarding is the fact, all the teaching that I've learned, I mean, it's, it's amazing, some of the, the, the teacher that I've learned from, um, that the fact, like, you know, even if when you're driving, right, like now I notice things that I didn't even notice. I mean, I know it's hard for me to, to, to describe it to you because you're blind, but you even though you can probably see things on the inside. But for me, like when I look at something that I haven't noticed before, now I notice it. That's to me like you're getting into, you know, like you, you, you really not just be automated. You know what I mean? You're not just going through your day with just like, you know, just living. You're, not, you're existing, but you're not living. You know what I mean? Like you live in your life. To its fullest, and, and, and when you when you start incorporating meditation into your life, I think you find yourself that you find beauty in your in, 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 in life everywhere, inside, outside, whatever it is. It's just you know it's all around us. It really is. It's amazing how much we. Yeah, can I, I have I have I have a good friend who told me the other day after reading that chapter in my book, she now meditates by focusing her vision on the stoplights. She yeah. looks at the red. So it's that red light till it changes, and as long as it's red, she's focusing on herself. Yeah. And when it changes to yeah. green, then she drives. Yeah. She says she thinks it's making her a better driver, too. Well, you know what? Because, you know, let's face it. I mean, like, I, I'm a city driver. I used to have, like, a, you know, like, kind of like, oh, this person cut me off. You know, so I trained myself to really, like, you know, like your friend, right? So, like, the tail light, the red tail light. Like, instead of making me, like, you know, you're sitting in traffic, I live in a, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm close to big, you know, in, in a city, and, and there's a lot of traffic by us and stuff like that. And when you get into traffic, people get frustrated, and they get, you know, whatever. But when you focus on something, you just kind of, like, find yourself, like, really zoning into something that is just going to bring you that peace, that, that the relaxation, that whatever it is. And, and, like, again, I mean, people don't really need to be sitting in a yoga position to be fine in peace and, and silent, right? I mean, I think we can find it anywhere. We can just try to tune out the external world. And that's why I'm, I'm really not a big fan of everything on the outside. I'm more fan of, like, you know, what can you do from the inside out? That's, that's, uh, that's our reality. So would you like to sing for us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... I just wanted to mention one thing about what you were saying. As far as the approach to meditation, that's the way I look at everything. The life, life isn't the Olympics. You don't get bonus points for degree of, for degree of difficulty, and they don't award they don't award extra points points for style. But yes, I would like to sing for you, and I'm uh, going to do my best to do uh, part of Alabama's Angels of Mine. So here we go. Okay, uh, whatever you're ready. When life held troubled times. 
and had me down on my knees. There's always been someone to come along and comfort me. A kind word from a stranger just to lend a helping hand. A phone call from a friend just to say I understand. Now ain't it kind of funny how at the dark end of the road someone lights the way with just a single ray of hope. Oh, I believe there are angels among us sent down to us. From somewhere up above, they come to you and me in our darkest hour to show us how to live, to teach us how to give, to guide us with the light of love. Beautiful. Thank you so much for doing that. That was awesome. You know, I'm going to clip that, and we're going to do a little YouTube for you on that one. Well, hey, hey, I love that. And then we're going to direct people back to the show. What's that? I love that because I post to YouTube, but I don't get the I don't get get the kind of traction on YouTube that I would like to be getting. So please post for me. Thank you. Hey, Bless no, you. That's what we do. We try to we try to we try to do everything here. So we definitely I love that. I think that's a really really cool. So Max, it's it's been an honor to have you on this show. But if you can leave us with something to um, to inspire our guests, I mean, of course, our our guests, our listeners. Uh, you know, you, you've done, you said a lot of things, but just to take away, you know, something to take away from what you said today. I'll give them my core belief. This is how I approach every day. I do what I can as well as I can at this moment, and then I either do it better or I do more tomorrow. And that's yeah. the most loving approach that anybody can take to their life. It, it takes into effect where you're at now, the skills and talents you have available this minute. And the idea that tomorrow you are going to be a different, better, changed person. So do what you can. Stop thinking about the things you can't. Uh, stop making excuses. I'm really all I'm, – I'm, I'm, the one thing I love is when people go, you know, Max, if you can do it, then why can't I? And I'm really happy about becoming this no-excuses guy that, that is basically telling people, hey, what is your excuse? Right. That's true, and that's what I was going to close with. So if – a blind person can do it. So is you. So make sure that you, um, of course, you want to check out more of uh, Max's work and, and everything that is coming up and all the good stuff. And hopefully he keeps us in, you know, informed as well here on the show. And you can go to www.theblindblogger.net. I almost said .com. Theblindblogger.net. And uh, mm-hmm. Max, Thank you, my friend. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you for being an amazing guest. And, and uh, you know, I hope you, you didn't mind my, uh, <laughs> my thoughts. I have, not, I, have not minded a, I have not minded a single second of this. This has been, oh, uh, this has been so very sweet. enjoyable. You're a great lady. Thanks oh, for being my friend. And I do look forward to talking to you again, either, either on the air or off the air. 
So when the uh, next book comes, when the next book, so now we, we couldn't, you know, talk about the first book because I didn't have the book to talk about it. But next book that you're going to be, you know, we're going to have you back on. You're going to send me the book and we're going to talk about it. Okay. And we're going to tell people, you know, all the good stuff about the things that Max, Maxwell Ivy is saying. Do you like to be called the, the blind blogger? I mean, I don't know that you got yeah, that. Yeah. Is that okay I'm, with you? I'm actually... Yeah, I'm actually fixing to write a blog post about that because people, especially blind people, wonder about whether I whether I like doing it, whether I should be doing it. But I enjoy it because there are a lot of people out there that are visually impaired who are bloggers, but I'm the guy they call the blind blogger. Uh, I know. And because, now, you know, I, I didn't even put that in the title. I don't know if you saw the, the title that I put. I put Blind Business Owner Success Story. But I didn't want to put the the because I didn't want to take away from your, you know. <laughs> yeah, from and, and I'll tell you, it's, and here's and here's a recent addition. They are now referring to me on shows and in, and in, in my in my biography as internationally known as the blind blogger. Oh, so that's cool too. well, see, you should have told me that before. <laughs> well, now you said it. So the internationally known Maxwell Ivy, the blind blogger, will be back on your Life Now show soon with his new published book. What is the book going to call? What is it name? Do you know how uh, the name? The new book. The new book is "It's Not the Cookie, It's the Bag," and the first book was "Leading You Out of the Darkness into the Light." Love it, love it. Thank you so much, Mac, for being here. What an amazing show. What an amazing human being you are. And it's an honor for me to be your friend, to be in your circle. And you know you can count on us here at your life now, anytime if we could be in any assistant as well. Well, I'm I'm gonna hold you that I'm gonna hold you to that because I'm. You know, I I'm thinking, I want to walk and I talk to talk. So <laughs> please do. Yeah, get out your calendar later. We'll see if we'll see if we can't get get us at the same stage somewhere later this year or next. That will be fantastic. That will be fantastic. I'm working on a couple of them actually. I have a. I have something coming up in this month that I'm I'm doing in D.C. and and uh, we're gonna be going to California and we're gonna be traveling. So yes, I love that. I would love that. And I'm gonna introduce you to an amazing woman. I did mention it, and she's listening. I, she's not listening right now. She'll be listening later. Her daughter is graduating. She's an amazing woman. She has an organization I mentioned to you, special uh, special life. Um, the organization that she had started a few years ago, she has a, um, a, a girl who is a special needs girl, and uh, she is advocate for people with disability. I actually um, hosted a show for her in Washington, D.C. at the Chamber of Commerce. I was interviewing the, the vice president of the, US, the Chamber of Commerce. I interviewed some really key people there for her to, you know, so... You guys, she's in, uh, in um, oh, my God, what is the town next to you? Now <laughs> You're in Houston, uh, right? Are you thinking of Austin, perhaps? No, she's in San Antonio. Oh, my God, San I'm, Antonio, totally, like, okay. I'm totally blank. Right? Yeah, San Antonio. <laughs> so she's not that far away from you. And I would love to make the introduction. I think she could be a great also help. Um, we definitely want to get on stage. I think it would be a great way to even introduce you on stage. You know, I would love that. So we definitely have to talk. I, and I just got out. chills. I, I just got chills thinking of that. I can't. Uh, so definitely sounds like a plan. And I appreciate you having me on the show, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. And, uh, and you have you. a great weekend coming up here. You too. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, have a great you. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Bye-bye now. 
Well, that concludes our, our show for today. It was an amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond myself again. You know, I just love what I do because of that reason. It's just to meet some amazing, wonderful people like Max and, and just make that connection and make that, you know, see, I'm getting a chill now, Max. So anyway, with all that being said, my friend, stay tuned for another crazy, inspiring show next year, next year, next week. And uh, uh, with Daryl Haley, who is, uh, um, he used to work, play in the NFL, and now he's going around doing some great community work. He makes a difference. I'm actually going to be covering an event um, that he is um, doing in, um, I think it's uh, June 17, to be exact. We'll give you guys more of the information. But until next time, my friends, stay amazing. And make sure you contact us. We'd love to hear from you. We need the feedback. We need to know what more you want of. And uh, hopefully if something that doesn't work for you, let us know as well. We make sure that here we share the positive information. We share good information. And you can always feel free to reach out directly to our guests if we give you the information, which Max, in this case, he did. Or you can reach us directly at yourlifenow.info. Until next time, much love. If you'd like to know more about me and how I can help you and be in service to you, please visit my website at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea.